Lacrosse All-Stars presents In Your Face LaxCast. Unfiltered opinions on the most controversial topics in the game of lacrosse. I'm Ryan Dennehy, former Division I college and pro player and Division I college coach, currently living and coaching in the city of Philadelphia. I'm joined with my co-host, Andy Towers, the legend, former Division I college head coach, MLL All-Star, three-time All-American, and arguably the best to ever play the midfield position. Each show, we dive into the world of lacrosse from high school, college, to pro, as well as bring on special guests. You can subscribe to us via iTunes and check us out on Twitter at InYourFaceLax for more information. Enjoy the show. Hearts getting torn from your mistakes. AT, it's March Madness time. How's your brackets looking right now? Horrendous. <laughs> so horrendous. I had Purdue, who's already out. I had Baylor, who's already out. How far did you have, have those two a, going? I have an abrasive friend that lives in Needham that picked Yale, and he went to Duke, and he was giving me the updates the whole time because I was doing a <laughs> clinic, and, and then he left me an abrasive message at the end, so I'm at rock bottom. <laughs> How far did you have Baylor and Duke, uh, Purdue going? Uh, I went, I had them going all the way to the Elite Eight. So Ooh, you're eight. Yeah. You have two. I, I, you I, only I'm have six already, left. I'm already looking for stamps to send my check in. <laughs> yeah, you're struggling in our bracket. That's for sure. I just so want I, a huge run of wins in, in, in the end, but it just <laughs> sucks. Uh, so I, uh, I re- well, your brother reached out to me after the Ask Towers uh, this episode, and he was yeah. kind enough to send an email to all of your friends for more hashtag Ask Towers questions, and I'm already getting a laundry Boy, list of relaxing. questions. That's and relaxing. <laughs> I can't wait to start asking you these. They are Some of these questions are so ridiculous. I'm actually going to have to now prep you for them oh, uh, because I'm not even sure if you want me to ask them or not. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, but we have... 14 games this week, 14 games coming yep. up. Uh, very quick show today. We're just going to go ahead and pick these games. You've, you've won three weeks, and then I won the last week. Yes, correct. So it's three to one. Just You're in a current losing streak, as they so might who's say. Currently, who currently has the title? Uh, I currently have the title. I'm holding the belt right now. Oh, you are? Okay. Yes, it's three to one. So this <sighs> that, is- also, that also feels new, <laughs> but that's all right. So yeah, I got an opportunity uh, here to get back. We have a game tonight. Uh, it's in Piscataway, New Jersey. Number 19 Rutgers is favored by six and a half goals. New Jersey, uh, New NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Our boy Travis Johnson is heading up that program. Who do you have in this one? Do you like the six and a half line? Uh, I like Rutgers in this one. Uh, I just feel like they have too much offense. They have, you know, that freshman Shar Mbidi's, however you say his name, uh, and Rutgers is playing well. Uh, I just think that uh, six and a half is too low. I see Rutgers winning this game, you know, fifteen to four, something like that. So uh, yeah. I like the nineteen and a half over under line. I think that uh, I think it's going to be under, but I think Rutgers does cover six and a half. I like Rutgers. Yeah, you like Rutgers. I uh, I would agree. If this was maybe a Tuesday, Wednesday game, I might actually have New Jersey maybe covering this. Definitely not winning, but covering it. 
given that they've had a pretty significant time in prep on this, I've got the six and a half as well. Number one, Denver in Colorado going against Ohio State last year. This was their loss, but it was in Columbus. Uh, Denver's favored by three and a half goals. The over under in this one is 19 and a half. What do you got, Towers? I like Denver here. Uh, I just don't think, even though Towson had a great comeback again, I'm sorry, even though Ohio State had a great comeback against Towson uh, this week, they were down 9-2. I just feel that after Ohio State beat them last year, Denver's going to embrace this opportunity. Otherwise, you could look at this game and say, you know what, Denver's going to have a little letdown after beating Notre Dame, holding on for that win. I could see a little bit of a letdown with, with your, you know, your regular team, but Denver is not a regular team. Bill Tierney, Matt Brown are not regular coaches. Uh, they're going to have this team ready to go. The fact that it's in Denver even makes me more confident that Denver's going to cover three and a half. I see Denver winning this game, you know, 14 to eight, something like that. So you got the over two on this. I do. I, uh, the Colorado and going to Denver, it definitely has to be the hardest place in the country to play lacrosse. Uh, you've got the Dome. You've got South Bend. You've got Ithaca. Uh, then you've got other places that just have more of an aura to it. You know, Clockner, Virginia. You've got Homewood. Wood, Denver. Well, you've got Scully Fahey Field up in Dartmouth, right? <laughs> and, and you, you walk in there, right? You have got you think the weather's cold. Wait until you spend some time with the liberals that live in there. That's, <laughs> that's cold. That's a, that's a hostile environment, man. Uh, it is. I mean, just when you get off the plane in Manchester, only to find out you have... An hour and 45-minute ride. Um, It's brutal. But going to Denver is probably the hardest thing to do. Uh, Ohio State has got their hands full with this one. I've got the game probably by five or six, actually, uh, Mm -hmm. going into this. And I've also got the over on this. So we're in line there. Number two, Notre Dame at home against Virginia. The line is set at four. You said in our last podcast, Virginia scores six goals. I think you were awfully nice. We're going to find out right now. How do you feel about this one? <laughs> uh, I got Notre Dame winning this game. Virginia is trying to find an identity. They're struggling in the goal. I think that uh, Notre Dame is on a mission, and I think that the fact that it is played in South Bend, I just, I just don't. I, Virginia is they're in trouble. I mean, they're they're in trouble right now. I I can see Virginia. Um, really struggling to score goals against Notre Dame. I see Notre Dame winning this game 12-6, 12-5, something like that. And uh, I got the under as well. You got the under. The under is set at 20 right now. Um, so I have the same thing. I actually, just the fact that you're going to Notre, uh, like South Bend, I actually think that they went to Glockner. Uh They've still got this game uh, by four goals or better. Uh, and I still don't think, like you said, six goals, I think, was really nice of you to say. Um, I, I don't think that they score very much. Like you said, too, especially after that Denver loss, um, they're coming out hair on fire. Number three, Syracuse going to Homewood. This is a big game. This might be the national game of the week if you uh, agree with me here. Syracuse favored by two on the road in Homewood. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I agree. I think this is the national game of the week. I think you've got Syracuse coming in. In my opinion, I, I don't, I don't trust that Syracuse is the third best team in the country. I think that Ben Williams winning over seventy percent of the faceoffs is what makes them scary. I think that the I think Mataraz 
from Hopkins is going to test Ben Williams this week. They are not Syracuse is not going to win seventy percent of the faceoffs this week. Right. Uh, they may win fifty five percent, but I don't think it's enough for them to. Uh, win the game. I think Hopkins is going to play at home. I think they're going to continue to stay on their role. As we've said before on this podcast, the Hopkins staff just seems to get it done when they need to get it done. And this is a huge rivalry game. Uh, you know, when I was a seventh and eighth, ninth grader, these these were the two teams that were always playing in the national championship. And I see Hopkins not only covering two goals, I see them winning outright in their best performance of the year, and I like uh, I, I like a high-scoring game here. I can see 14 to 12 Hopkins, and so I like the over as well. I got Hopkins. The uh, over/under set at 21. You know, this is this is a tough one. This is almost a pick 'em. The fact that the line is at two actually it still puts it in perspective. I think it's still a pretty. God, this is a hard one. Um, I'm going to take Syracuse on this one. I actually think Ben Williams is going to do a lot better than you think. Um, I think he's, I think he's, he's really tough at the face. I still think he wins. I still think he wins over 50%, but I don't think he wins 60%. You know what? And this is going to be the test. Like you said, we don't know who Syracuse is right now. They haven't played enough teams for us to really determine what they're like. I, uh, I also agree. I, I, this is, this is a Syracuse test. Listen, everyone's like, oh, they're playing great team offense, all this stuff. Well, we're going to find out real quick, but I'm going to take cues here covering two. I actually think it's going to be a push. I think Syracuse wins by two. It's a push. I will take the over on the 21 goals. That's for sure. I like your score. You have 26 goals there, 14-12. I like that. I think Ryan Brown goes off for another, you know, commercial, as you say, four goals. (laughs) Uh, I think Shaq Stanwick stays on his roll, but I just don't think it's enough. Plus, if this game comes down to, uh, say, a one-goal game at the end, Syracuse just finds ways to win these one, two goal games. Or if they're down a couple at the end of the game, I think they come back. Uh, so I got cues. That's our first disagreement this uh, this this podcast. I've got cues uh, covering two. Uh, number four, Yale, favored two and a half, going to Ithaca. I, this this could be also national game of the week, and I only say that because I think it's really tough for Yale to go into Ithaca and then have Massimilian staring at you in the face where that's Yale's arguably weakest part of their game. What do you think, Lee? Yeah, you know, listen, we talk about it all the time. Playing in Ithaca is a beatdown. Three goals, getting off the bus. (laughs) Uh, You know, but I think that Yale, I think they just have too much on the defensive end. I agree. I think Dominic, I think uh, Dominic Massimilian, if that's how you say his name, I think he will dominate the X again. I see him winning 75% of the draws. But I just see Yale's defense being too hard for Cornell's young offense, um, you know, to overcome. And so I, I think that Yale is going to win the game. I think that Yale covers two and a half, but it's going to be close. It's going to be – I, I see it being a, a 10-7 game. So I see Yale barely covering that. And I like the over-under at 17. That is – that's dead on. So if I had to pick an over-under, I'll, I'll take the under. Wow. Uh, Low-scoring yeah. game. Yep. That's interesting. I, I, I think uh, – I just don't think Cornell is going to be able to score. Right. You know, I, I think that they were able to score on Virginia in a huge win that they needed to. But Virginia's defense is is in disarray. Yeah. I uh, I actually have Cornell covering this one. I like Cornell on this one. Uh, again, same scenario as Virginia last week. I like Cornell at home. Uh, I actually couldn't believe that they lost to Penn State at home earlier this year. 
but anytime you go to Ithaca and you play on Shokoff Field, it's you literally are dressing your down three goals. And that's that's not even an exaggeration. Um, I have Cornell covering here, which means they at least lose by two. I think Yale squeezes it out in a one-goal victory, but I definitely have Cornell covering. And I'll take the over on the 17 goals. I think that's a little low, um, but I could definitely see the under here. I, I agree with you. It's probably dead on, but I'll take the over somewhere around like a 10-8 win. Yeah, I just I see I, Cornell's going to win the faceoffs. They're going to have the ball. They're going to struggle to score, and Yale plays slowly yep. on the offensive end. So, um, you know, I, I I like your assessment. Could very well be dead on. So we'll see. Number five, Brown. Here we go. It's all inter Ivy League play. Number five, Brown going to Boston, favored by a goal and a half against number fourteen Harvard. Who do you got? What do you like? If they if, if they had played this game. Two weeks ago, uh, I would have felt a lot more nervous for Brown than I do right now with Harvard coming off of consecutive losses, um, you know, to Bryant midweek and what I think is, was a trap game for them. I think they're a team that beats Bryant in most instances, but I think that didn't set up well for Harvard. And then they got beaten overtime by Penn State. You know, Harvard's obviously a very scary team. They've done really well. They've got, I think, you know, man for man, one of the best defenses in the country. Yep. Um, you know, but but I just think Brown has too much. I think Brown is is just too complete of a team. They might be the most complete team in Division One lacrosse with one of the very best goaltenders in Jack Kelly. Uh, I think the best faceoff unit in Will Corral, Alec Tullett, and Larkin Kemp. I just think that. I think Brown's going to win the faceoffs. I think they're going to dominate the middle of the field. I think they're going to score in transition on Harvard. Uh, I think Harvard, in six-on-six six sets, will be able to defend Brown better than most teams have, provided that Jahelka's ready to play and, and ready to, to cover Dylan Malloy. Uh, I think Dylan Malloy is still going to end up with seven points in the game. I see Brown easily covering one and a half. I see him winning 16 to 10. And... Uh, and, and dominating, particularly in the seven uh, in the second half. So I, I got I got the over, and I got Brown covering one and a half versus Harvard. Yeah, the over under is at twenty three and a half goals. It's the second highest this weekend on the set. I like the over under there at twenty three and a half. I like Brown here. I agree a hundred percent with your assessment that Harvard definitely, definitely one hundred percent doesn't win faceoffs in this one, unless they do what we were talking about before, where they just goon it up. Just throw three poles up there and let's goon it up and let's let's see how they, you know, handle the pressure. But with yep. that being said, I mean, you got Larkin Kemp. He's just as much of a goon as the other three poles you're going to put up against him. So is Tully. He, yes, he's great too. I mean, it's it's a really tough scenario. I got Brown. I've got them winning by at least four here. One and a half is a little too low. Uh, and I also will take the over on this one as well. Number nine, Towson. Um, number six and number seven are off this weekend, uh, Maryland and Villanova. Number nine, Towson, uh, at home against Furman. Four and a half is the line. They are favored. What do you think? It's too low. Towson's going to win this game. Furman's going to have a tough time scoring five goals on Towson. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Towson is going to score a lot of goals. They're just not that style of team. Uh, but I can see Towson easily covering four and a half. I like Towson to cover in a 10 to 2, 10 to 3 win. So I like the under 16 and a half. I like them like Towson 
to cover four and a half, and I like the under. 16 and a half is the lowest over under uh, this weekend. Four and a half, I agree, is too low. If this, again, if this was at Furman, I've got, I'll take Furman there. It's, it's, a, it's an advantage. You know, they're prepping for it, but they've got to travel. Um, 16 and a half, I think, is a little too low. I'll take the over on that, but I have Towson in a runaway here. Uh, five or more goals for sure. Uh, number 10, Albany. This, 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 this is, this, this is, is the game yeah, of the week. this is the game of the weekend. I'm, I'm stoked for this one. This could be, I mean, 26 is the over under AT and I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's very low. Number 10, Albany at home against number 15, Stony Brook in a pick which is a good one. I think it should be a pick but 26 goals. Are you kidding me? It's, it's definitely going to be somewhere north of 35. I believe. What do you think? AT? I agree. I, this is this is the game of the week as far as I'm concerned. I would love to be able to watch this game. I think that you're looking at two offenses that, you know, are two of the scariest offenses in lacrosse. And I, But I think the difference in this game is I think that Stony Brook is going to control the X. And I think that in a game where you're dealing with two great offenses and susceptible defenses, uh, I just I, I see Stony Brook ultimately winning – a very, very offensive battle, 18 to 15. I like the over at 26, and I got Stony Brook to win the pick'em. So I think even though they're playing in Albany, I just think that the, the difference in the game is that Stony Brook is going to end up winning 60 to 70% of the face-offs. They're going to have the ball more than Albany is and in a game where everybody's scoring. I just feel that that's the difference. I got Stony Brook. I have Stony Brook, too. Uh, I mean, they're on a roll, and I feel like whoever has the ball last in this one <laughs> – is going to win. Um, I, I, you know, I just love the fact that st- this is Stony Brook's year. I mean, look at their offense, all upperclassmen. Uh, this is, a, this is a really important year for them. I think if they can get by Albany here and then beat them in the American East um, tournament, you got to figure Stony Brook is easily the scariest team going into the national tournament. Um, they are a very scary team. Scary team. Uh, and they do, they have that possession advantage at the face-off x2 i've got stony brook as well and i do like the over on 26 goals which should make this uh, a really fun game to watch american east network they stream all their games for free uh so if you're listening to this podcast tune into that one that should be a great one number 11 duke at home against georgetown three and a half is the line 21 is the over under what do you feel how do you feel uh, it's too low. I mean, you got two teams going in opposite directions and I was an, and I was a proponent of, you know, Georgetown earlier in the season. I, I called them going to Long Island to beat Hofstra and they did, but they just, they're just struggling. I mean, they just, they just, they, they're not good. Right. It's not good. And Duke coming off a huge win against Loyola at Loyola. You know, they're starting to get on the familiar role that we all know that they get on, and I think that they blow Georgetown's doors off. At home, uh, after the fantastic lies comes out, Duke's momentum is strong right now. I see Duke beating them, you know, 16 to 7, something like that. So I've got Duke covering three and a half, and I like the over. Again, I mean, this is, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. This is an at-home, if it was, again, if it was. They're going to dominate right. the, Kyle Rose going to dominate right. the And Georgetown just won't be able to score. I mean, although, you know, Duke's defense, as much as we say, you know, they're struggling on defense, they, 
you know, they had a great game against Loyola. They held them to, you know, what, six goals? Is that what it is? Yeah, but they won, they won 20 of right. 24 faceoffs, so whatever the numbers it. were. And they're going to do the same thing right. here. They're going to dominate the faceoffs, and they're going to score. And Georgetown isn't going right. to be able to stop them. And it's going to get out of control. And will Georgetown score some goals? They will, but they're going to score goals at the end of the game when the do, game's already over. Not That's what's going to happen. Of it. I have Duke covering three and a half, and I also have the over, and that's more so because Duke is going to score enough to get the over. Uh, Hofstra, number 12. Hofstra going to Providence, favored by four goals. Is this too much on the road for Hofstra? 19 and a half is the over-under. What do you feel? You know what? I think this is too much for Hofstra. They're coming off a tough game against Stony Brook. I would have thought that they would have beaten Stony Brook, but Stony Brook blew their doors off, um, and, and Hofstra's struggling a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that Gabbard has done a great job getting Providence to play better over the course of the last few weeks here um, after struggling in the, the beginning of the season. But I like Tate Boyce, Providence's freshman goalie, as one of the very best goalies in the country, even as a freshman. And I think four goals is too much on the road. And I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I do think that Hofstra wins the game, but I can see it being, you know, something like, Nine seven or ten eight, something like that. So I've got Providence to cover uh, four goals against Hofstra, and I like the under nineteen. I I like the under in this, but I'm going to give it to Hofstra. I'm going to I'm going to give it to Hofstra. They should win by at least four. That's that's a, uh, they should they should they should win, win it by I, at least four. I, I don't I I do agree with you, and that's why I asked is is four too high, especially going on the road. I think that Hashra had a nice little awakening or, you know, got shaken up pretty hard uh, earlier this week. I think they come out hair on fire. It's also a day after St. Patty's Day or two days after St. Patty's Day. Uh, I like Hashra here. Uh, they play well uh, near or on St. Patty's Day. So I got Hashra here covering. So that's our that's our difference right there. Um, Hofstra, Hofstra, remember their two wins. I mean, when we were giving Hofstra all this credit, they had beaten North Carolina and Chapel Hill. North Carolina has been struggling. Yep. And they beat Princeton, who is, is really struggling. Yep. And they just got beat by Stony Brook. Uh, they did beat Ohio State, but Ohio State is struggling. Right. You know, I think in defense of Hofstra, they've scheduled some really big-time programs. Um, but unfortunately, those respective big-time programs are having down years. Yep. And it's they they can't control that. All they can do is control what they you know what they how they play and how hard they play and how smart they play. But Hofstra, I'm not as sold on Hofstra as I was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Number thirteen, Loyola, going to Annapolis, favored by two. Twenty is the over under. How you feeling on this? You know what I'm what I'm feeling is that uh, Brady Dove. Navy's faceoff guy is a stud, and Graham Savio is struggling at Loyola. He got rinsed by uh, Kyle Rowe from Duke last week, and he hasn't done really very well facing off the whole year, and, and he's been a strength for them in the past. I see Navy winning the faceoffs. I see Navy playing at home. I see Navy, uh, you know, I see Navy winning the game. Wow. I do. I, even though Loyola is favored by two, I see Navy winning this game. I think they're just going to be too much for them at home. Uh, again, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I can see Navy winning the game. I, I think Navy's going to win 10-8. So I got Navy uh, covering 
you know, this game for sure. And uh, But I like the under of 20. I think the 20 goals I think is too much. So I, I got Navy and the under. I, uh, I like Loyola here. Uh, and I like Loyola because I feel like in a lot of ways, again, I like teams coming off a loss. Like good teams coming off a loss. Yeah. And, and Loyola is They're a great yeah, staff. Loyola is a great team. They got a great staff. This is an in league yeah. game. So there's no, there's no like looking past this game. That's for sure. They need this win and they need it bad. This, if they lose here, then that puts BU, which we're going to talk about next, as the number one team in the, in the Patriot League. They, they may they be. might be. BU may be the best teams. In, they may be the best team in the they Patriot League. They could be. Uh, but I got, I got Loyola yeah. here. I got them. I actually think that they're going to run away with this. I think it's going to be a six, seven goal win. Um, and I think it's just purely off the fact that you got a good team coming off a loss who's going into a league play, needs it, needs it more. And how bad, how bad does Loyola want it? Number 16, Boston University going to Bucknell, favored by one. This is an interesting game. 20 and a half is the over under. What do you like here? What a hell trip that is for BYU. Oh, so bad. Uh, Talk about mayonnaise, mayonnaise packets. packets. There's so uh, many. Mustard uh, packets. You, Gatorade rolling <laughs> down its aisle. It's so big. Gatorade all year. Left it's, and right it's turns. So it's big. like do 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 do. That is just such a bob job. I think that I said it before. I think Bucknell wins this game. They're playing at home. I think that BU has done an unbelievable job. But Sam Talco has been the key for BU's success. And he's proved he's one of the very, very, very best at the X this season, winning, I think, over 70%. But Bucknell also has a guy that's a stud, uh, the freshman. And I think that they're going to neutralize that typical advantage that BU has in these games. And you marry in the fact that Bucknell's 10-man ride, you know, they came off a loss. As you said, you like teams that come off a loss to Villanova during the week. And Klipstein, the goalie, had 23 saves in that game, and they still lost the game. I just see Bucknell, you know, where, where BU all year long has, has won both the goaltending battle and the faceoff battle in pretty much every game this season. I just don't see that happening this game. And the fact that they're traveling to Bucknell, I like Bucknell as the underdog to win outright um, in a 13-12 to 12 game, so I like the over. I got Bucknell. I, uh, I have Bucknell, too. I think Bucknell is just going to make it really, really uncomfortable from the moment that Boston I, University no gets off that bus. And BU, and I, again, I've been a downer on BU all year in, in terms of where they fit amongst all the rest of the teams in the country. I have, I'm the biggest fan of Sam Talco, the biggest fan, the kid Carson Bannister, great goalie. But I do exactly what you said. They 100% are going to get neutralized in those areas. And from the fact that that Bucknell is going to make it uncomfortable, on top of the fact that they have to go to Bucknell, period, um, I, I got Bucknell in this one. My, that's where my money's going. Uh, and I do. I have the uh, I have the under. Actually, I don't think it's going to be nearly as a high score as you, you said. What did you say? 14-12, 12-10? What did you say? Yeah, 13-12. 13-12. I, uh, I don't think it's just going to be that high. Um, I mean, 25 goals is a lot, I think, but 20 and a half is the line. I'm going to take the under on this. I think it's, I think it's a weird game. Just kind of sloppy to be honest, but, uh, I got Bucknell on that one as well. Carolina, number 17, Carolina at home. This is a big game for the Tar Heels 
favored by three against number 18, Richmond. Richmond entering the top 20 for the first time, I believe, in program history. Uh, 21 and a half is the over-under. Uh, how are you feeling about this one, AD? I've taken them all year long, and I'm taking them again. <laughs> I'm, going on, I'm going with Carolina here. I think that the best thing for Carolina in this particular game is the fact that Richmond beat Duke. Right. And I think that Bresch and Metsy are going to use that dynamic to make sure that the players are very dialed in and take this team very seriously. Carolina's playing for its life as it relates to uh, you know, an at-large berth in the yeah. national championship. They, they really are. You know, they, they can't lose this game. And I think the fact that Carolina's coming off a very, very disappointing loss to UMass last week is going to have their heads right in this game. And I see Carolina showing up, covering the three goals. I can see that even though Richmond has a good defense, I just think that uh, Carolina's going to win the face-offs, and I think they're going to – they're gonna. Their goaltender's gonna show up this weekend. I see Carolina winning this game, fourteen to eight. So I, I I got Carolina to cover, and I like the over at twenty one and a half. I think twenty two goals are scored or more. I like Carolina in this game. You know, I feel the same way. It's so hard. If you're gonna put your money somewhere, you just have to go with the Tar Heels in this. But again, the same thing. Like you know, Richmond did a great job against Duke in the faceoff game. They have a great goalie. They have good defense. The kid, uh, the left-hander there uh, for, for Richmond, uh, awesome. Gold, Goldberg, Mitch Goldberg. He's yeah, awesome. he's a stud. I remember watching him in high school. He's, he's great. And can, Car- can Carolina put something together to save a beach ball? I mean, it's – and, and Mitch Goldberg is going to end up with probably five, six goals. Just put the ball in cage. It's going in. Uh, the mentality in the cage is is not good for Carolina right now, which doesn't help them in the end. But again, if I'm going to put my money somewhere, I'm going to Carolina to cover these three points. And I will take the over in this. I actually think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. But I actually think it's going to be a lot closer. It's three or more. This is either a push for me. It's either a push or Carolina wins by four or more. But I've got like a 14-10 kind of, mm-hmm. kind of deal. Last game of the week. Number 20, Penn State at home against UMass. Coming off UMass, coming off that UNC. Can they come back and do it again? Can they handle success? 22 and a half is the over-under. How are you feeling about this one? You know what? Uh, this, is, this is an interesting matchup. It really is. you got two pretty tough teams. Uh, I, you know, UMass coming off a big win, obviously. Carolina at home. Uh, and Harvard coming off a big win, an overtime win over Harvard. I'm sorry, Penn State coming off a big win with an overtime win over Harvard. Uh, I just I feel that Penn State's playing well. They're at home. I think that they're going to dominate the X. I think they're going to have more possessions. I think it's a really close game. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's a 9-8 game. That's what I think it is. But if it's one goal and i got to choose, I think I'm going to pick Penn State. I think that, um, you know, it's a super close game. UMass overextends at the end of the game. And there's an empty netter. Maybe Penn State ends up winning 10-8, something like that. So I like the under at 22 and a half goals scored. Uh, and I like Penn State to cover in this game playing at home. I like the under as well in this. I think, again, this is going to be a, a kind of a sloppy game. Um, but I have Penn State winning by a few goals here. And I have them only winning by a few goals because 
I, I just take a, I, I put a lot of state a, a lot of stock into home teams. I do, especially when I'm trying to figure out who's going to win games. I think that the home teams typically, um, you know, have a major advantage. And when you're going to places like Penn State, uh, coming from UMass, I mean, that's not an easy bus trip. Uh, that's going to put a lot of, you know, it's going to make kids uncomfortable. And in this college game, in this college world, the more uncomfortable you are, then, you know, the it's just the way it is. You just don't play as well. I got Penn State here covering – uh, one goal, and I I like the under in this. I do think it's going to be a sloppy one. When we come back, we have the rock bottom bowl. Uh, maximize your <laughs> We're back to finish off the show this week. Uh, again, a short one, but we ha- we can't finish the show without the in your face. Rock Bottom Bowl, the RBB, AT, who is in the Rock Bottom Bowl this week? The Rock Bottom Bowl this week is Detroit at Manhattan. (laughs) At Manhattan. At Manhattan. Oh, man. And, you know, is the Detroit coaching staff going to be nervous about his players going down to butter STK, it's staying out at these places, he's clubbing, <laughs> running into Kanye. Oh. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be. How do you keep those players in on Friday night? I can tell you where Andy Towers would be if he was playing <laughs> Manhattan on a Friday night at 19 years old. And that's not asleep. In hotel room. That's not asleep. Okay. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Oh my god. Uh, but it's this is this is you know look Manhattan has a win Detroit's zero and five, I still I like Detroit in this game I think that they're going to end up uh, with their first win of the season so I got I got Detroit beating Manhattan I like Detroit's defense I like Detroit's defense uh, they have a great goalie actually in net the kid Weber Weber I apologize if I'm blowing it yeah he's a stud uh, he is a stud uh, Manhattan though coming off. Uh, they, I know they recently just lost to uh, UNC. I think this past Monday. Uh, yeah, but they beat UMass Lowell, which they is beat UMass Lowell, which I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm shocked too. I thought UMass Lowell would have beaten that team for sure. But Especially they got... the way they played BU. They put, they played BU pretty well, and uh, I thought that was a turnaround. I love Ed Stevenson. I, I think he does a great job. But yep. you know Kelleher taking over the program first year, in the, in, and I I watched Manhattan play St. Joe's. Um, they had a brutal first uh, first half. The second half, though, uh, they played much, much better. Um, you can see signs of Manhattan getting better. Uh, Drew Kelleher is going to do a great job there. Um, you know, Detroit going away. You like Detroit? I'm going to take Manhattan here, and this is a pick em, right? AT, there's no line on this. It's always a pick in the rock bottom. Yeah, ball, right? <laughs> it's always a pick I'm going to take Manhattan here just because I feel like they probably didn't even prepare feel for like the, You feel like the, the Detroit players don't have enough money for, for a New York City cab? Because <laughs> that could be the only thing that keeps them in the hotel pregame. It's probably true. It's probably true. I got Manhattan. You got Detroit. That's worth two points, right? It's worth two yep, for us. That's two. Uh, so that's a double up. That's all for our show today. As always, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also check us out on Twitter at InYourFaceLax. Enjoy the weekend of lacrosse. Enjoy the weekend of March Madness. We'll be back early next week with our recap. 
maximize your comfort.